life might hand you budgets, schedules, family, and responsibility. But driving shouldn't be just another chore. We're here to help you find a car you love. Something that fits your budget and your needs, but is fun to drive and makes you look back. I'm Todd. I'm Paul. And this is the Everyday Driver Car Debate. Tonight, on a very special episode of Everyday Driver. <laughs> We're all here. It's everybody. It's the entire crew. I didn't even see that coming. That's hilarious. Yeah, we are all here. It's great. Chance is in the room with us. Edgar is calling in by hey, phone. Hey. There you go. Thank you, sir. So we are all actually here. There was a question about Tom. Yes. Since Tom is not with us, granted, that would have been a heck of a call in. That would make Edgar's <laughs> phone call sound like he's close. Edgar, yeah, heck, heck of a timing issue and, and trying to figure out time zones, for that's sure. for sure. But, but actually, yeah. just a quick headline with Tom. I'm not going to tell the full story because I don't want to kind of steal his thunder for the big reveal later. But the short version, the kind of distant version, is Tom will be leaving us in the middle of 2018. He has an opportunity uh, in Germany and the car journalism world in Germany, we're very excited for him. More details on that will be forthcoming. Yes. We've been thrilled yes. to have him. The funniest part about this story is the fact that when he first told Paul and I about this, he was kind of crushed. He would no longer be doing stuff for Everyday Driver while having this other gig. While having this amazing other opportunity yeah. come his way and, and, and well-deserved. And we both kind of laughed. Part. We were like, we're, yeah. you know, we're not that cool. So, you know, we're, we're glad to have you with us, but, but please, it's okay. Exactly, exactly. Well, guys, welcome back to the show. We are thrilled you're with us because all four of us are here, as we said before, and this is the State of the Show podcast. Todd and I have been talking about doing this for a little while now, as a matter of fact, and uh, this is just something we wanted to talk about a lot of things on our minds for the year, upcoming this year, and also for... Uh, yeah, just all kinds of stuff we're thinking about driving. We do want to touch on the Detroit Auto Show a little bit. There's been yeah, some yeah. reveals. We do have Mustang guy in the room with us. There's He's many smiling Mustang right questions. now. Yeah, there's been a lot That's of Mustang chat, talk. By the way. There, so. <laughs> yes. yes, he is here. And then there's been questions. Thank you guys for questions on social media. And thank you for asking questions to both these guys. Because this is the team. You are listening to the team for 2018. And uh, yeah, we're... We're looking at growth. We're, we're uh, <laughs> mulling a whole bunch of things. We're going to want your input as well on things we say and things we talk about because some things are not fully planned out. Of course, we don't have schedules and calendar, you know, say the pilgrimage trip coming up in, in yeah. 2018. Yeah, yeah. That'll be September, Calendars, we think. Yeah, yeah. We, we think, you know, everything hasn't been worked out yet. You know, calendar dates are not set in stone yet. But we want to tell you about the things that we're thinking about, hear from these guys, and respond to you because this is, you know, the direction we're taking for 2018. So welcome to the podcast everyone well shoot okay i haven't i haven't dug into detroit as far as you guys have i'm very curious if you have a favorite from detroit or a least favorite from detroit i did ha actually mark one of each but i'm very curious to hear from everybody about the detroit show which is going on right now and there's like last minute reveals and of course we're not there and we're watching from afar as you are yes but yes. Uh, detroit is always a place where the major u.s automakers try to throw down and in the midst of that comes hyundai and throws down. It's funny you say that because I'm noticing the show is all about trucks. It's always all about the trucks. And it seems like there's quite a few automakers who have ignored the show. Now, we haven't seen all the press reveals. Volvo, Jaguar, those haven't shown up yet because we're just yeah. seeing the early press stuff right now. Yeah. However, it just seems like it's all about trucks and 12-inch screens and the new Ram. Yeah. Yay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I'm curious to know. I mean, like I said, we talked about the Mustangs. There's been two announcements that I want, Chance, I want you to touch on this 700-plus uh, <clears throat> horsepower GT500 coming up. And the Bullet Mustang as well. Is this just another badge exercise? Are we trying to just 
recreate glory here for marketing purposes or is it does it have value um that's an interesting interesting question a lot of other people have have wrote in asking the same kind of question and the this isn't the first bullet mustang they've done they did one in 2002 or 2003 and then they did another one in 2008 and they've all been you know the same green or black colors some badging maybe 10 horsepower bump kind of things and as many steve mcqueen mentions in the press release as humanly possible. Like at least one per paragraph. Yes. By the way, we are associated with the McQueen family. Did you guys catch that? Yeah, and it was actually one of Steve McQueen's grandkids that did the presentation for Ford, Molly McQueen. And uh, 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 some of the updates included um, the GT350 intake manifolds on this car. Um, I didn't notice if there was suspension upgrades or not. I didn't look too deep into it, but it's the usual badging and, and exhaust and that type of thing. Well, yeah. It's a, a bump in horsepower to 475, which is a pretty good jump. <laughs> That's a decent jump, it's, 25, it's, it's right? A decent jump over okay. GT. Um, but in my mind, yeah, as cool as the, the, the new bullet car is, what was really cool to me was they had one of the two original bullet Mustangs on stage with this car. So I, I love that they brought a new Mustang, and Chance's first thought is, "Oh, look, there's an old one." <laughs> yeah, well, there, there's exactly within the last year, calendar year, uh, the two cars had been completely off the radar. One of them was known where it was, and the other one was thought to be crushed. There were the two mm-hmm. movie cars, and the one that was thought to be destroyed was actually found sitting in a field in Mexico in March. And the guy started rest- restoring it. And this is what I find hilarious. He started restoring it and was going to turn it into an Eleanor clone from Gone in 60 Seconds. <laughs> and then realized what the VIN number was. And it was, it was one of the original bullet cars, mm. one of the two cars they used on camera. And so now that one's been re- is in the process of being restored. And then this one has been, the one that was at the show, has been in hiding for the last almost 50 years, since the early 70s. Mm. Uh, an insurance man bought the car, uh, had it until he died, and his son recently inherited it and pieced it back together enough to be a complete running car. It's still in original condition, so it looks mm. very beat up and still has the the mounts for different movie props and things that they used to create the film. Mm, so sure. I found that way more interesting than this new car, with all respect to Ford, but that was my takeaway <laughs> to it. <laughs> Well, but, but on that, hang on, hang on. The, the, the GT500 isn't actually a reveal. No. It's a really nice piece of video game software. It's essentially what it is. It, it, it's, it's like a video game digital, cutscene. as a matter yeah. of fact, if yeah. you watch yeah. this. Yeah, I was expecting this car to be revealed at the show, and then it was, what, maybe two hours before we've been recording this, Ford dropped the video, and it shows... Uh, you can go find it all over the place now, but it shows an old 67 GT500, and then it starts like as a snake skin peeling away from the body. And you start seeing glimpses of what this car is going to look like. So it's got kind of the, the ZL1 reminiscent looking hood vents on the, and then it's got a spoiler on the back and that's kind of all you really see. Yeah. And then it flashes across the screen, 700 plus horsepower coming in 2019. Or... And, and the disclaimer sentence at the bottom that it's speculation and they're not sure what the real horsepower figure is right, because yeah, somebody right. had to disclaimer it. And uh, here's here's how ruined I am to production and, and post. I see the skin peel back digital effect and I think, I wonder how many versions of that they went through. 
How many people sat in rooms with the version of that and went, I don't like that enough. Let's change it to that. They had 45 you're, you're versions the of meeting, that. You? Yeah, yes. Absolutely I am. Edgar, I'm curious to hear what you thought of this. Have you, have you seen the videos, the reveals on this, uh, on yeah, all the Mustang stuff? The, yeah, I watched it. Um, I thought it was, it was interesting because for it being such like a high-profile like new thing, you know, it's 700 plus horsepower. It's like, you know, we're making this new version. For them to just have like a digital video game looking thing, I thought it was a little like, uh, somebody definitely, I feel like, they couldn't put it together on time for the show, and now they're just kind of trying to throw something out there so so people don't just <laughs> well, forget about it. Isn't that always the it's, case? It's, 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 it's not quite in time. It's not quite done. Just throw something together. Make it digital. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. Um, I'm sure a lot of people were like, maybe we should do an Elon Musk thing and like just put something together that kind of fits, but now at the show, you definitely have to have something that's you know, solid. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because people are going to be, you know, wanting to walk around it and, and check it out. So yeah, it's a little sure. sad that for it being their, like, flagship new performance car, it's just kind of like a digital thing. Well, and this is, this is, as far as I'm concerned, is a step worse than the non-rolling concept vehicle. Yeah. We don't even have that. <laughs> we just have – we had somebody with with visual effects created this. And look, it's been revealed. No, it hasn't. So Hennessy just outdid Ford yes. because they actually had a static in that situation, made out of cooler foam car yes. and painted up. And yes. We'll this, call it mm, 300 horsepower. Let's, this, let's pick a number. In this instance – and also, I'm sorry, but I'm going to say it again. I know I sound like an old man, but I, we're, we're into horsepower wars that are irrelevant. <laughs> it's all just bragging rights. It's not usable. Hey, kids, how yeah. much should daddy's new supercar make? How, how much power should it make? How fast should it go? Okay, we'll use those numbers and we'll just write them down, and that'll be the press release. Good job, thanks, kids. Ten million jillion horsepower, and it'll pull exactly. six, four G's and half, and things, Perfect. and all the things and stuff. And a little, a little more into reality. Veloster in. Hey, since we don't get the i thirty in here mm-hmm. in America, I am all about this car. I'm all about the refresh. As a matter of fact, of course, Hyundai fanboy over here. I know that. Yeah, but but I also read it's on the Elantra <laughs> chassis, and we just we just drove the Elantra. Actually, uh, episode three is coming up yeah. this week, this yeah. Saturday, is episode three of season two for us, and we drive, uh, we call them the lukewarm hatches. They're not quite hot hatchbacks <laughs> in downtown, and one of them is the Elantra. And so that chassis we're actually pretty impressed with. I'm not, no spoilers here, actually pretty impressed with. That's the basis for the new uh, Veloster. And then it's the end treatment, the first end treatment car, because, of course, if you're not following along, N for Hyundai is going to be M for BMW. That's what we're ta- kind of oh, talking about. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's <laughs> – yes, exactly. So, you know, of the cars that I'm looking forward to driving in 2018, the Stinger is definitely on the list. But the new N car, this new Veloster, and I like the styling refresh. To be honest, it looks less cheap in my eye. The new styling has kind of uncheapened it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, yeah, it looks it's a lot it, better, doesn't it? It's more of a substantial car, as with all Hyundai and Kia products have become that way. I mean – Edgar, you've got uh, some questions you're going to have to answer about uh, <clears throat> your new ride, and uh, we'll get to those later on. But, uh, yeah, I think it, it looks very much in terms of, you know, the the more expensive kind of look to it, and I, I, I like that better. All right, so we've now, got more stuff. Uh, Edgar, you had a comment? Yeah. Um, I think for this of a loster, it kind of really depends on what angle you're looking at it from. I think in, in some angles it doesn't look as good as the previous one. Um, and I don't know. It's just personally, I thought 
the 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 front grill looks smaller, so it looks a little less aggressive, which is surprising because you know this is supposed to be like the uh, the high high like performance launcher. Sure. Well, I actually think the the curl in like the bottom. And granted, they've accented it in red, so it becomes a little more obnoxious. But the curl in at the bottom of the grill to me feels a little weird. But I feel like the a lot of the lines feel like they're a little more classy. Yeah, however, they definitely are. However, to what you're saying, Edgar, I think this does look a little more have a scoop of looks like everybody else than the prior Veloster. One of the things I always mm-hmm. liked about the prior Veloster is it looked like that was you could see it in a glimpse. You could go by in a blur and you'd be like, oh, it's a Veloster. Sure. This sure. car yeah. looks a little bit more like everybody else. It, it also fits the company face a lot better than the older Veloster, too, I, I think. That's fair. And I get a very from the re- the rear looks very European to me, which which yeah. Paul's you can't see him, but Paul is applauding at hey, that reality. Their but design I, but I take team your point, is stacked <laughs> with Europeans. Surprised, I am not. All right, well, who's who's the king of hot hatches? The <laughs> Europeans are so that's yeah, true. That's true. Well, as I was saying, we've got a lot of stuff to talk about. We've got actually. Uh, the TV episodes to discuss about where they will end up. I mean, we're currently on Velocity Season 2 for us, and everything that we're going to be moving forward here with the guys, of course, Edgar is our shooter in L.A. for when we go to L.A. for press cars. Chance is here in Utah and uh, just about everywhere else as well. But uh, we're going to be you know, shooting for Season 3 is on our minds, mm-hmm. as a matter of fact, for... Uh, third quarter is what we're talking about. Third quarter, yeah, July, July to September of this of this year. Believe it or not, I haven't finished delivering season two yet. By the way, shooting, but we ought to shoot for season three. Here, here's, <laughs> Guys, the, here's the absurdity. What are you we would doing think, sitting here? You would think, yeah, seriously, you would think when we go to L.A. we shoot with Edgar, and when we don't go to L.A. we shoot with Chance. You would think that, well, but that's not always the case. <laughs> Sometimes true. these guys practically draw straws. Who's available this weekend? <laughs> Who would like to go? Who hasn't been in a really crazy hot car in a while? It's almost a cage match. Sometimes. And then, and then, of course, you and I cave every now and then we have a big shoot. We just – everybody goes. But thankfully, everybody you're hearing, this is everybody. So we're about as small as it gets, which does help. Yes, except when we go to Northern California or Seattle, the guys – both guys are usually with us for those kinds of shoots. And I'm looking forward to that. But, uh, yeah, we've got to talk about uh, the television episodes that are posting later on Mm -hmm. once they're all finished editing and – Yeah, there is that. Being done. Uh, You know, we've been discussing a few things. First of all is Vimeo. Mm Mm-hmm. And second of all, we've been talking about the idea of Amazon Prime Video as well, and then finally YouTube. So we we need to, uh, I guess, clear some things up. Okay, I'll just I'll dive in. I'll dive in if you want. So here's the thing. In case you haven't noticed, because we've been talking about it so much, you want to beat your head into your steering wheel if you're listening to this in your car. <laughs> By the way, we're on Velocity Season 2 right now, Saturday mornings. There was somebody that asked, when are you on? That's the answer. Saturday mornings right now, 7.30 Eastern. Set your DVR. I don't expect you to be up that early uh, unless you have kids. And then I'm sorry uh, because I have that problem too. I used to sleep in, and now as a dad, I'm just awake by 7. It, because if I haven't – because if the boy doesn't wake me up, I wake up like – the boy hasn't waking me up yet. What's happening? The magical land of sleep in. Everything's too quiet. Seriously. Oh, absolutely. Seriously. So anyway, but but here's the thing. Keep in mind. Keep in mind that okay, we are on Velocity. Obviously, you've been hearing that. Velocity doesn't own our show. So if you're looking for reruns, because when Velocity premieres on Friday night at seven, it'll play about every twelve hours for the next three weeks. That episode. But Velocity doesn't own our own our show, which means two downsides. One. They don't rerun us into oblivion, which I kind of think is an upside, but they don't. And then two, <laughs> right. for those of you that are looking for us on the Velocity app, they also don't run the shows they don't produce on their app. 
So you need to catch it at 7.30 when it airs or set up the DVR to catch it. Keep in mind, though, all of our new episodes this season will then rerun a full round again. We've got six brand new episodes, then those will rerun again to get us through the end of March. So when you're done watching the Olympics, you can watch you know, with figure skating. Come watch some cars. Right. That's really going to be the thing. So that's happening. A different kind of dancing and pirouetting. Don't stop. Don't don't uh, even try to don't even try uh, to connect. I was trying to get philosophical. No, 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 philosophical no, no. Here, it, 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 it's it's the right. palate cleanser to that. Right. Is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> right, to you, good. Okay. All right, fine. So anyway, so, so, so does the raptor do moguls? Stop. Stop. Ooh, stop. It could. It probably. So there's that. Um, so anyway, so so that is playing on velocity right now. We're about to have. When you hear this, we're about to have episode three. So we're three weeks in. Starting at the end of the month, maybe first week of February, we're going to drop the first episode on Vimeo. Mm-hmm. And then Vimeo mm-hmm. is going to start adding each episode, an episode a week. Right. So it's going right. to be staggered behind the TV release. Sometime after that, we're going to put all of season one and all of season two on Amazon. We're still working on all the details, but that is in the works. For those of you that are tied to the YouTube world, though, have no fear. Because, of course, the Vimeo and the Amazon stuff, yes, it will be rental or buy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For those of you that want it fully free on YouTube, that will happen. But here's what we're going to do. I'm going to go on a separate – you may have to, to stop me – a separate YouTube rant in a minute. Uh-oh. But here's the thing. We are going to keep feeding YouTube. Think about the fact we have six episodes right now. It's going to be one a month taking us through June. Okay. One yep. a month yep. of these six episodes are going to be dropping once a month to YouTube because typically what, what does the best for us on YouTube has been these big comparisons. So one a month, that'll keep us steadily putting good content out to YouTube. If you don't want to wait through all of that time, that's what the Vimeo and the Amazon are for. And there's a per- percentage of you, honestly, that have told us you don't watch stuff on YouTube. So you'll be able to see it on yep. your TV via Vimeo and then following that Amazon. Uh Brief YouTube rant. Can I do this? Well, first of all, I'd like to cover great, YouTube, great. and in in this in the sense that we are continuing to feed YouTube in the form of Fast Blast because that will happen too. There yes. are random cars that we do have opportunity to drive, and thank you to all of you who have offered cars. We are still going to be reaching out for various cars. We still have some unreleased Fast Blasts, as a matter of fact. We've got uh, I can count th- uh, two in my head at least, mm-hmm. possibly three. And, uh, there are three in the can right now. We the have can. the R32, the the original RX7, yes. and the uh, and the Ferrari 355. That's right. That's right. So uh, we've got those coming up, and those will continue to go to YouTube in the form of Fast Blast, as we said, because they're one-offs. They're fun. They might not relate to a buying decision because, you know, when you want an 82 Celica, you want an 82 Celica. You're not cross-shopping it against things. So these will be the the fun, hey, we just tasted these, and we just want to give you quick impressions because it's still yeah. important for to, to feed YouTube. Well, yes. But now, having said that... Well, yes, you're right. No, no, on the upside, you're right. We need to feed the beast, and we will continue to feed yes, the beast. Yes. And our intention going forward is that we will roughly have some sort of release on YouTube every other week. So if you think about it, that's two releases a month. One of them will be a fast blast, and mm-hmm. the other will be one of these big TV pieces. That's the plan going forward. Yes. So about every other week, you'll see something new from us on YouTube. So that will happen. Here's the rant. What was it, two years ago? We went to weekly content. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So we went to weekly content. That hurt. It was hard, but we felt like it was important. Yeah. Everybody was telling us, if you do more, you'll grow more. That wasn't true. Mm-hmm. It wasn't true. Yeah. 
our growth stayed almost exactly on the same – after an initial bump of about six weeks, it stayed almost the exact trajectory it had always been on. And our big comparison pieces, like we're now doing for TV, those got watched, and the fast blast, the, the one-off stuff that was filling in the gap, got mostly ignored comparatively. Mm-hmm. Less than 10% of our subscriber base is watching that stuff. It wasn't worth the trouble. It wasn't worth the financial and, and time cost to, to just get that done. So we went back, if you'll look, except for – look, I will admit – uh, I've been editing for TV, and so that has hard deadlines, and I haven't done as much for YouTube. So except for the past probably month, six weeks, we have been almost entirely every other week for the past probably year. Okay? Yeah. In the last two years, you may have noticed YouTube has become the all-vlogging world. Mm-hmm. If you're a vlogger with weekly with daily content, if you're obsessed with uh, quantity over quality – and you talk to the camera about how amazing your life is, then YouTube really, really wants to push you. And, and I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not pointing it at us. I'm pointing it at everybody. Everybody I can think of that I know that does production is having trouble comparatively. Mm, yeah. And our numbers as far as our uh, subscriber growth month on month and our monthly income from YouTube have been almost identical for the last two years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So while we're not leaving YouTube, clearly that's not the growth for us. We've always been an oddball. We've always been an oddball on YouTube because we do quality and we get it to you as fast as we can. YouTube, quality, what? Well, and, and it's edited too, let's, let's be honest. Edited yes. and mixed and color corrected and things that don't matter. But that's the reason that TV is a benefit and then of course beyond that, Amazon streaming and those kind of things. Yes, and we feel like we can reach more of you who aren't on YouTube and it's, it's interesting. It's kind of where we started and, and we actually grew with it in 07 instigated in 05 I think is when YouTube really came about and then we grew with it from 2007 amazingly enough but you know we're not producing content as Todd said like Dan and Phil or you know all these YouTubers we're not doing makeup and beauty secrets and you know all this kind of That's daily content celebrity <laughs> gossip and it's never too late Paul it's never too late <laughs> <laughs> maybe we can combine what if we combined all the success that Stop. YouTubers. Oh, you were you're a YouTuber. Oh, oh about sure. To fall out of this chair, Reviewing cars, putting on makeup. <laughs> oh, Stick God. with cars, right? <laughs> That's the, what I'm. The best reviews at. become entirely somebody sitting in a passenger seat looking at the mirror. <laughs> That's the review. It's horrifying. Exactly. Just, I'm, I'm horrified. A million subscribers. No, uh, we we've been talking about this. It seems to come up in, with Todd and I just about every conversation we have, and it's it's. Uh, yeah, we're always, uh, as you've heard before, we've always wanted to make quality content. You know, the things that we have our name and image attached to has got to be quality. And, of course, huge shout out to Edgar and Chance for yeah. making that a reality in our lives. And and thank you guys. I'm thanking you publicly because it's true. I mean, you guys have really ramped up our quality and people continue to comment on it. And it's pushed us towards TV, which is great. But, you know, we're, we're our, our goals are continuing to be bigger, obviously. Hope that's you know, what you're seeing and, and getting out of the podcast well, as well. Hang, hang on. That speaks directly to a question. Okay. Brian wrote in on yes, Facebook, and yeah. he said, you're on YouTube, you're on TV, you make feature films, you have a podcast, <laughs> you have a website, you coordinate adventures, you coordinate meetups, you go to auto shows. He's uh, asking the obvious question, which is, do you sleep? Which not really much, to be honest, but he's saying, where would we like to put our focus? And mm-hmm. I want and I want to clarify, yeah. we're not leaving YouTube where we're going to be is continuing to hopefully feed all of those realities. But the priorities right now are going to be, and I, th- I don't think I'm out of, out of uh, off base to, to list them like this, television and podcast are the top two. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening yeah. to this, thank you. Thank you for all your interaction. Following that, probably the feature films and YouTube trailing. The trips are kind of a separate thing, 
but YouTube is becoming the lowest priority and podcast and TV by their nature and by the financials and the audience realities of that are becoming the primary. We love doing the features though. Yes. And it's because I keep talking about this. I was actually mentioning to my dad, you and I have talked about this, the proliferation of content and people say you're going in the wrong direction, especially when we made the YouTube video saying we're going to television, but we're not going from YouTube. We're not leaving everybody's comments were, you're going the wrong direction. But the entire point was we're going in a premium and quality direction rather than, and, you know, that might be, uh, you know, by virtue of Hulu, Netflix, Amazon Prime Video, Disney making their own interactive app where all Star Wars content and Pixar content will be located. What is the future going to look like? But I think television is still in the realm of top quality content that can be pointed at that will syndicate to whatever platform shake out in the future. That's where we want to be attached to. That's interesting. Do you say not that necessarily way? YouTube? And be I'm not saying YouTube is where the garbage ends up, but there is a lot of garbage. Well, no, no, hang on. I'm going to clarify from there because you've made a good point. YouTube, especially in the last couple of years, well, let me go back two, three years ago. YouTube paid all that money. Drive was an example. Motor Trend was another one. Red Bull was another. They paid money to have premium channels making television-looking content. Yeah. And they, they burned money for a year and then decided, ouch, and stopped. Yeah. And since then, they have become, I would say, instead of being a, a TV-like thing, they have become their own thing. Mm -hmm. Because you don't yeah. see vlogger content, you don't see vloggers on TV, and yet right. YouTube has found a niche there that works for them, that is financially successful, that can be perpetuated, and they are driving that into the ground. I am sure in the next three or four years, it will morph into something else, but I, th I feel like YouTube has accepted and is chasing the fact that they are a different animal than television. And so they're yes. making content that works for their yes. platform, and that content, honestly, isn't what we do. And that's perfectly fine. It's just, you know, it, it's just more in alignment with where we started and where we're going. You know, we, we're mm -hmm. growing and moving with platforms as well. And, of course, all this means we want to hear from you and hear your thoughts on this. You've heard us talk about this, and, and I think you get it. You know, you guys understand where we're going. And, and, again, these guys are helping us make it happen. But, Brian, to your point, we are spread rather thin. I don't think that our focus is uh, off any of these things. It's just going to have to be more surgical and more precise and more concerted effort in the things Todd mentioned and, you know, especially the things that make us happy and the things that we want to do and, and the experiences and those kinds of things. We've got a pilgrimage trip coming up that, like I said, is a, def a definite that is uh, always on our minds and on the calendar, but definitive dates for the track uh, availability have not been announced yet. Yes, the tracks calendars are waiting on for sure. Exactly right. And then also, I would like to say a note about in the U.S. the track meetups. What Todd and I found successful from last year was when we didn't necessarily plan it like we do pilgrimage. It's not a you pay us and it's all in, and then you know we're creating the schedule. It's a smorgasbord, if you will. It's mm -hmm. a what is good for you. Come to the dinner only. Come to the breakfast. Come to just the meetup. Or for the track day only, we're fine with any of it and all of it. Yeah, it's and very a la carte. Very much so. That's a great way of putting it. And we are looking at some East, Lo East Coast locations. One of them has been Road America up in Wisconsin. We pursued that. It was We weren't able to make that work. But for those of you on the East Coast, I mean, there are some... <laughs> 
some great tracks, VIR, there's Road Atlanta, and then now we need to start looking at their schedules and seeing what's possible in conjunction with a track day organizer. Mm -hmm. So then we can plan around that and say, hey, this track day organizer, you sign up with them, you pay your track money to the them, mm -hmm. yeah, that and works then well for us, for sure. we will just be there. Come to the dinner, come to the breakfast, as I said, come to the events that we're kind of formulating around that event. To be determined, but we're open to track locations. Uh, like I said, we, Road America will be back on the list to think about and revisit. So far, we've knocked off Audubon Country Club and Laguna Seca. And, and I desperately want to go back to Laguna. <laughs> I'd like to fun. make Laguna an annual no thing. Kidding. I loved that. That was yes, great. Yes, yes. <laughs> what are you saying, Edgar? <laughs> that was a lot of fun. Well, I mean, I actually want to call out real quick. That, that Laguna trip we did this year was a little bit – look, two years ago we did Chicago, Audubon mm -hmm. Country Club. Yep. And that was a total – let's just go to a track day and see what happens. This year with what you're saying, the, the pick what you like, come to what you can event that we had in California – Honestly, somebody asked a question about like big surprise of 2017. That was it for me was that trip mm -hmm. yeah. because I couldn't believe how fun that whole event was. It was awesome. I mean, being yeah. on Laguna Seca, come on, that's a good day anyway. We had a no Corvette kidding. Z06, also a good day. <laughs> but, but, but the fact that it was, you know, come if you can, and we had people that came to just one part, and, and people that came to just track day, or people that came to, like you said, just dinner. Mm -hmm. And the, the ability to have meetups with people and to have people that would have never met otherwise, but now suddenly they've got car people friends because they came mm -hmm. to this event. Yeah. And the drive down PCH was the most casual thing on the planet, and yeah, yet was great. awesome. Yeah. It was great. So I thank you to all of you that came out because you really were kind of guinea pigs for how does this work. And it ended up being, I felt like, far better a meetup and just gathering than I ever expected, with one exception. Um, What's that? The uh, intersection in Carmel, where you're supposed to be able to go left and right, only forced you north. And that was something oh, yeah. I would have liked to have known prior because That's you can't – if you're ever doing a meetup, I'm just going to put this out there, public service announcement. There is no way to turn around 20 cars on a two-lane road. <laughs> well, so so you got to get Carmel, off that two-lane road and start again. So speaking. hopefully the road you need to take, you can go both directions out of the T-junction. Seems kind of normal. That intersection in Carmel didn't work for us. Once we got going south, was a fantastic drive. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, we are screaming up to the halfway point here in the podcast, and we are going to take a quick advertising break and then be back with all the questions that you've given us. Like I said, both uh, Chance and Edgar have questions that we want them to answer. We'll be right back. Let's talk about your bucket list for a minute. That's right, your bucket list. You know what should be on it? A trip to one of the greatest spectacles in all of motorsports, the Indy 500. I'm not talking any trip, but the ultimate Indy 500 fan experience. That's even in quotes. This is exactly what Amsoil, maker of some of the best synthetic motor oils on the planet, is giving away this spring. One lucky grand prize winner will win the trip of a lifetime to the Indy 500 to watch some of the fastest cars and best drivers battle to have their names etched alongside the greats like Foyt, Andretti, Unser, and Castro Nevis. But that's not all. That's right. That's not all. Listen to what else awaits this grand prize winner. There's pit access, dinner with an Indy 500 legend, VIP track access, suite access to watch the race, $1,000 in cash for incidental travel or event-related expenses, round-trip airfare for two people to and from Indianapolis, Indiana, hotel accommodations for two people for five nights at a hotel near the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, Grand transportation to and from the airport, hotel, and speedway, and multiple chances to meet the drivers. Just like they do when making high-performance synthetic motor oils, Amsoil went the extra mile with this sweepstakes. 
And if that's not enough, 10 first place winners will receive one free digital download code for the Monster Energy Supercross, the official video game. To enter the Amsoil Ultimate Indy 500 fan experience, text INDY to 41487. That's Indy to 41487. Or you can visit amsoil.com slash Indy. Hey, this is Jim Litke, host of AP Sports Weekly, where we harness the shoe leather, insight, and experience of some of the smartest reporters in the business to bring you the news. I've been an AP Sports columnist since 1989 and covered every major championship around the globe multiple times and crossed paths with some of the greatest athletes of our time. And now I'm excited to bring you a weekly recap of the most interesting happenings in sports. So make sure to download new episodes of AP Sports Weekly every Tuesday on PodcastOneSports.com, the new Podcast One app, and Apple Podcasts. All right, this is a 30-second commercial, and I'm going to throw a lot of numbers at you, but please stay with me. In just 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. This company's been offering great rates and great service for over 75 years, and anytime you need help, you can speak to one of their trained specialists 24-7. The company, you guessed it, is GEICO. Go to GEICO.com today. I can't believe it that Gerald is presenting the quarterly budget report with finger puppets? Look, here comes a 1.7% decrease in fixed overhead. Hello, everybody. No, I can't believe how easy it was to save hundreds of dollars on my car insurance with GEICO. Who are you? The projected increase in organic Q3 revenue. Hooray! Believe it, GEICO could save you 15% or more on car insurance. So we mentioned that we've got Everybody on this podcast. Yeah. And that in the midst of, you've noticed this, Paul, the last couple of weeks, the deluge of questions is growing. It's amazing. So now actually. we've had two more people that can chime in, and it is a ton. And one of the questions that was happening in different variations was, at last time Edgar was on the podcast, he was talking about listing his S2000 for sale. And now people are asking, is it still around? What's yeah. going on? What are you driving? So Edgar, what's the story? So yeah, so recently I actually did get rid of the S2000. Um, I ended up selling it to a friend of mine who's owned uh, S2000 before. I think he's had two or three. So and, uh, you'll get to see it again is what you're saying? It's not completely gone? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it's definitely not completely gone. You know what? I think he ended up he, – he has like a six-year-old son, and I think he ended up buying it for him. So when he gets older, it's kind of one of those things that he hands – down to him so i want to be six i want to be his son <laughs> so when i'm 16 i get a honda s2000 are you kidding i know me? right <laughs> so that was really nice it's it definitely not gone forever but um yeah i mean it was I, I i've talked to a few other people about it and they were like you sold it you sold it i can't believe you sold it um you know it was it was stock and it was in great condition and it's just something you don't see as often anymore but my answer to them is, I, um, you know, it served its purpose. I feel like it. I've, and I've you I enjoyed always it. Wanted one. Yeah, I always wanted one. I bought it. I, I drove the heck out of it. Like, you know, I drove it everywhere. I took it on trips. I went out to the canyons. I just, I enjoyed it. And for now, you know, I'm gonna go back to something a little bit more practical. But um, I think in the future, I'm definitely gonna be back in a sports car. And I'm hoping to get into something like a 911 
you know, something like that in the future. So love it, love it. If you could see the smile on Paul's face, no one's surprised by this. But if you could see the smile on Paul's face, and you know this, this would mean every member of the Everyday Driver team would have a Porsche in the garage too. So I'm just saying that's a great point. But for a while, we all had the greatest hits. Nearly, I mean, yeah. the Mini, the '86, the Lotus, the Cayman, the S2000, and now Edgar. What did you get? So what I ended up getting was I bought a Mazda 3 S uh, Grand Touring. Oh, so nice. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a great car. I needed something, like I said, a little bit more practical. Um, so it, it fits all of that. And, um, you know, I got the fully, fully, fully loaded. I mean, it has the appearance package. It has all of the extras. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's definitely not an S2000, but I will say for it being my, you know, everyday driver, it's, it's, I couldn't ask for anything better. It's just, it's easy. It's, it's stick shift, uh, heads up display. You're a man that commutes in Los Angeles and you still bought a stick shift car. No kidding. I mean, that deserves props for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. Um, it's going to be my, you know. My my daily, so I'm I'm good with it. And I love that you found it used, and it's black on black, right? Yes, black on black, uh, black exterior, black interior, and also had um, powder powder coated uh, wheels that were they're the original Mazda wheels, but they're just powder coated black. Cool. Wow, very nice. All right, so uh, you know, keeping with the the everyday family, you know, I still have to say, good cars. My, that we talk about all the time. My dream version of this show, my like, <laughs> we are throwing buckets of money around, which you know hasn't happened yet. But let's <laughs> let's you know, for for everyone's sake, honestly, I do hope we get here because here's what I, here's my dream version. My dream version is we actually have a car hauler and we can go to these track events and Heck you can yeah. pay money so we can pull off the five greatest hits off the car car hauler and you as the audience can rent these cars we won't shut up about and actually try them in these events. That's what I would love well, is for absolutely. us to have all those cars available to people and you can rent them from us. We become our own, if you will, RSR for our own events. Granted, the the, the bucket of money that I am just <laughs> setting fire in that's this a, idea. That's a dump yeah. truck way up actually. there. Yeah. But this is my dream. I'm just saying. Well, we were talking about this at Laguna and saying, you know, when we have people that come up to us and say, guys, I hear you talk about blank car all the time. I've never driven it. We can grab the keys and say, here you go. Yeah. Get out there on track. Yep. I would love that. Yep. That would be amazing. So, all right. so if you have a bucket of money and you're looking for somewhere to put it, <laughs> we can help you with this. This is all I'm saying. That, now it's a public service. I've gone exactly. from a crazy idea to a public service. That's really what's happening. Think about it as an investment. There you go. That's and right. We're, and we're great at spending other people's money. I mean, that's, that's the whole point of this sure podcast, isn't it? <laughs> but look at the content that comes out of it. It's great. It's enjoyable, theoretically, right? You love yeah. watching it? Yeah, totally. All right. So, Chance, there were some questions for you, too, that I wanted you to touch on. Some people were writing in uh, for you as well. Yeah, so I was, uh, over the weekend, some of you may have seen on Instagram, I actually replaced the clutch on my BRZ and have been asked if that means if I vacuum it out, does it mean I'm listing it for sale? Um, (laughs) No, it does not right now. Um, As much as I'd like to, not because I don't like the car, but I'm ready to move on to something else. Uh, Selling the car just isn't in in the, it's not in the plans for me right now. It can't make it work financially for the cars I would like to get to replace it. Because let's be honest, what do you sell a BRZ and replace it with in a similar price point that's 
a similar feeling car and dynamics and size and and all of that. It's a harder question than it seems, honestly. It really is. Uh, I've looked at all kinds of things from, you know, older Mustangs, which are not really comparable, but Caymans and uh, Fiat 500 Abarts and 350Zs and all kinds. I've looked at just about everything. And, and, And inexplicably, Chance writes me a week ago and goes, what about a Lexus IS? And I went, what happened to you this morning? What, 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 we were doing fine on sports cars. This. And then this morning it was. I didn't know yeah, this. Yeah, well, I, I thought, well, okay, to save some money for a while. How about a Toyota Camry, Chance? How about that? Oh. <laughs> my, my first car was a 94 Camry. I'm all, all, admit to it. <laughs> yes, but and we're trying was, to get better. Is and the it was thing. in champagne, that champagne They're color. It was. Champagne, but, uh, metallic. But no, I figured, you know, the IS350 is rear wheel drive, it's 300 horsepower, it's. It would be a good commute car to save money and, and still be somewhat enjoyable. But then Todd was like, yeah, I wouldn't recommend that car. And then the subsequent three podcasts somewhat after enjoyable. that, he recommended it three times. Well, but no, 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 no. I wouldn't recommend it for you. You're coming yeah, yeah, out true. of a BRZ. It's you true. bought a Lexus IS350. And I'm sorry. That's the wrong direction. There are plenty of people. that I've said it over and over. Like you said, I've recommended it a lot. It's an excellent car. It fits a lot of situations. You you talking about I'm going to replace the BRZ? What about a Lexus IS? No, no, that's not that doesn't that, that, there's no pathway that makes that work. No, you're you're absolutely oh, right. Oh my and gosh, it, it's just I just thought it was kind of funny that there was just a blatant no to me, and then the next few was like <laughs> it, it, it fit exactly to what those people were wanting, and just the the irony of oh, the next three it's been being recommended to people. It's, fun, it's, it's fascinating. But, but, but this proves that not everybody's situation is the same. And exactly. it also it's proves so that true. some people don't need an 86. In spite of the fact that people think all I want to do is sell everyone an 86, there are plenty of people they don't work for. It's oh, true. Yeah. That's exactly right. I love it. I mean, you know, here's some food. Well, does the food taste good? Well, it'll fill up your stomach. Food, food is eminently not quite as joyless as that. It's, it should True. taste good. It should be good, right? The food tastes good, right? Yeah, we all have but our it's own not for everybody. So. There you go. Nicely done. Uh, I was also asked about how the Mustang has been, and it's funny that, that you ask because I did drive it a little bit earlier this afternoon. I just took it around the block, let, let it warm up, and keep the battery up, up to charged. And I drove, I don't know, maybe two or three miles, and then I came back to my neighborhood and – my neighborhood is currently still a construction zone. It's all new builds, and they were actually working today on a holiday. And I got stuck behind one of those big tractors that hauls the, the trusses up to the houses. Oh. And mm. he was driving in the middle of the road. I couldn't get around him, and it's up a hill. So I'm trying to modulate the clutch and gas and not stall the car, and then I stalled the car. Perfect. <laughs> and then it wouldn't start back up. I had to call my wife, bring jumper cables, and jump the car in a really awkward spot. It started right back up after we jumped it, but it, I, I can't explain why it did that because I went and parked it, shut the engine off. I can explain it. It's an old project car. <laughs> it's yeah. an old project yeah. car. Yeah. This is the reason. That everybody goes, you know what you need? You need a classic car. You need a project car. No, I don't. No, I don't. I, need, I, I have enough issues with my actual normal cars that aren't projects that are still mostly stock. I don't need either of those things. Oh, this so, is great. So I pulled it back to where I park it and shut it off. Let it sit for a couple seconds, and then tried to start it up again, and it started right up. I, I really don't know did. why it did that, but of that's what it did. did. But uh, more recently, the car had actually been sitting for the last like three months because I had a um, how should I put it a clutch issue with the car. 
<laughs> a clutch Tact- issue. Yeah. Tactfully put. So well done. I, I, I came around the corner one day, and, you know, as you do in an old muscle car, you step on it. As one does. And I, went to, does. I shifted from first to second, and then when I let the clutch out, I no longer had drive. So the car was stuck with the clutch it disengaged. And what had happened was the, uh, the hydraulic slave cylinder had hyperextended itself because... Me, in my own stupidity, installed it wrong. So it was able to, when I pushed the clutch in, it came out of the slave cylinder and jammed itself between the slave cylinder and the clutch fork. And even with my foot off the clutch, it wouldn't go anywhere. It's You know what this sounds like? Hmm. This sounds like a classic car project car to me. Kind of does. Interesting. Yeah, kind of yeah. does. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I had to, to order some parts for it, and it took me a while to actually have the time to fix it, and I finally got it done. It was an easy fix. I got it done in half wait, hour. Wait, 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 wait. You just did two clutches on two cars in one weekend? No, no, no. I did this clutch <laughs> the week before. Oh, oh. oh, oh the <laughs> but, week before. But the difference clutch is man, on the BRZ, no. I did the actual clutch. In this one, I just replaced a some boots on the hydraulic slave cylinder that's not actuates the clutch the clutch itself was fine got it so yeah there, i had to switch yeah i had to switch something like that on the s2000 as well yeah the but master still in there so now now that i've got the brz back up and running after all day working on it the other day with the help of, of two friends um which i'm so grateful for because i would not have been able to do that job as quickly as we did but I cannot believe how differently the car feels now. The clutch mm. feels a lot nicer. Uh, the clutch itself, the clutch disc looked fine. It looked like I could have probably put another 10,000 miles on it. But the uh, the throw-out bearing was, was shot. It was making all kinds of noise. So you'd start the car up in the morning and you'd hear this awful screeching sound, almost like nails on a chalkboard kind of sound. It's my new ringtone, actually. Yeah, oh, is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you're all popular at parties. <laughs> but... Uh, so the, I can't believe how much smoother just the clutch actuation is. I put the pedal in, and I can shift so much nicer, and it's it's been a night and day difference. Guys, in the future, when you have car trouble, you realize people will just say, oh, I had to reboot the car. Can you believe that? <laughs> I had to shut it down and reboot. Well, it'll, case, it'll be that. Plug it from the wall. It'll be that, or Shocking. it'll be it pulled over to the side of the road, and a different one had to come get me. Even better. We'll be back to the days when we were all <laughs> riding buses. All of us have had this experience. You take yes. a bus on a field trip at school. At some point, and that bus breaks down, and what do you do? You sit there for an hour until some other bus driver can show up in another ratty bus and take you somewhere. We're going to be in that version, mm-hmm. but but picture that <laughs> on the set of Minority Report. That's what we're talking about. Right. So so what is the equivalent of Control Alt Delete on an electric car? I don't know. Is it like power gas break at the same time. I think people are or... still gonna beat on it with a mallet or their <laughs> foot or something. Kick your car and it'll start. There was a question on Facebook from uh, Mark Butler. Mark, you've been with us for a while. Thank you, sir. You actually asked a question about Patreon. You said you're a patron. You've been with us for a long time, and you're curious why we don't talk that up more. I I don't really have a clear answer for you. I mean, it, it's out there. We love our patrons. We love the support that they give. There's a lot of levels for that. You can be in at a dollar a month. You can be in at quite a bit more than that. And we do we do hangout calls with the upper level guys. We have free films available. There's lots of stuff. It's one of those things where. I want it. I want it to be known it exists, but I also don't want to feel like, hey, this week we'd like you to give us money. That you know, we're trying to create content. We're trying to create content. If you look at our uh, TV stuff, it's offset by sponsors. We want you guys to not have to pay for it unless you would like to. 
And so the patron thing, we love those supporters, but I don't feel like it's something worth bringing up every week. Mark, thank you for being a patron. Thank you for asking about it. That stuff, all of it, goes right back into producing the show, buying gear. That's exactly where that goes. It's always earmarked for that stuff, gear specifically, because gear just – this is something that horrifies us every year. Talk about state of the show. Gear mm-hmm. just wears out. Yeah. We get to December every year, and we start going through stuff that's broken. That or, needs to be, This is where the patron money goes, yeah. right into Cats gear. disappear or you – know, yeah. Well, we never we never keep lens caps. The lens cap is always on Edgar somewhere in yeah. a pocket. We, we can always count on that. I guarantee you. We can have three cameras in play. Three cameras in play. Edgar's holding one of them, <laughs> and one of us will say, "Anybody have this lens cap?" And Edgar goes, "Hang on, hang on. It's in it's in one of his pockets. I, every time it is." Yep. Exactly. Well, uh, touching on that off of Mark's uh, question and to your point about television, we couldn't make television without our TV sponsors, Covercraft as the presenting sponsor. And I'm thrilled to talk about Griot's Garage. They are the the folks that keep my car CPO, that's Mm -hmm. for sure. And Auto Tempest as well. Hopefully you enjoyed the commercials. It's funny because Todd and I are, you know, scrolling, you know, through commercials, watching the TV content, <laughs> searching for the commercials, just like you do on the Super Bowl. Well, that, that's ridiculous. You're right. I've never wa- other than the Super Bowl, it's a great point. I've never watched TV to watch the commercials, but we've actually watched both of the last two episodes <laughs> specifically to make sure that our sponsors' commercials get placed right because yeah, exactly. I mean, that's the reason that they're there. Of course, we had that inclusion that we shot for Covercraft. We had that piece we shot for Auto Tempest. Many of you have actually written us about that Auto Tempest spot, which is very cool, because mm-hmm. that's something that little idea that Paul and I had for them that we wanted to execute. I do want to remind that Covercraft is offering free shipping, and Griot's is offering 10% off their really cool product. Both of those require the code every day. So if you're, if you're interested in either of those products, we highly recommend that code. That's a trackable code. Those folks are looking for that as our sponsors as a way to track uh, you guys' interest. Yeah, absolutely. Well, there's a question over here uh, on Instagram from Ken Arf. Ken ARF, who's asking about working with friends. And it's an appropriate question since all four of us are on, as a matter of fact. He's asking, I would love to hear how I you guys met. This is why Edgar Somebody, only calls in. He doesn't Somebody, want to see us. That's right. Somebody save me. We drag you to Laguna Seca, right? Yeah, horrible. <laughs> um, so he's asking how we manage with working with friends. He's asking, is it different working with others in a corporate setting, but then working with friends and peers is certainly a different dynamic. Do you find that we work better become, because we are friends or any tips or thoughts? And again, I, I'd like kind of all four of us. My thoughts are that you, you guys probably know that Todd and I were friends before the show even began for almost 10, nine or 10 years, I think, before the show even started. So, of course, we had a deep friendship and, you know, all kinds of stuff, you know, things that we uh, related about. But I think for both of you guys that cars aside, we end up talking about all kinds of other stuff when the four oh, of yeah. us are together. We're relating. On, we're now friends because of the show, and it seems like we were before the show began, in my mind, even though that's how it all came about with the four of us together. But I'm just curious, um, Edgar, what, what are your thoughts? I think, um, you know, one of the, the best things about just working with people that you consider friends is that you can, you know, you can share different things um, as friends and also as car enthusiasts, um, and you, you're going through these experiences together. So, um, just kind of knowing what the end product and what the end goal is going to be. I mean, it really helps everybody kind of just work on that and make sure that that's the priority, um, to make sure that the content is the best quality it can be. And then obviously, you know, yeah, we get along, but we also, 
you know, we keep each other honest. Like if, if something needs to get done, we get it done. If something isn't getting done, you know, we all speak up and we respect each other's uh, points and, and differences of opinion. So I think that's, that's really helped us along the way. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, uh, I think, you know, working with friends is great because you, you already have that dynamic with one another and you, you just, you, you flow and you have chemistry and you can just get things done. And we talk about it just about every shoot that we do is we, when we first started, yeah, there, there was some, some questions of, you know, okay, we get to a spot. Now what do we do? Oh, I'm going to go here. Okay, you're going to do that. And then you just figure things out. But now... You mean while you're on a shoot? While we're on saying, a shoot, yeah. You know. But now we get there and we roll up. We all just grab gear and split off and do our thing. We just kind of know, happen to know what each one's going to do. And, and it just works. And we get things done so much faster now because of it. And, and not only that, but... Uh, away from shoots just in our personal lives like the other night uh, my wife and I went up to go watch the the Olympic aerials ski trials Olympic trials and Mm -hmm. I'm I'm sitting there doing pictures and then I look up and then there's Paul next to us waving at me and (laughs) we ended up just having this big old conversation just about life and how things are going and just and we actually just, didn't talk about cars. No, we didn't talk about fun. the show at all. It was, it was great. What's that about? I know. It was I strange. <laughs> I'm completely confused. How I did know. that happen? <laughs> well, but here's the thing. I want to relate it to traditional Hollywood production. Okay. Because traditional Hollywood production, this first off, you have an army of people. An army. You're listening to the entire crew. But you have an <laughs> army of people. Catering. And then everybody also has a specific job. Specific job. Brush wrangler? Oh, what? Maybe. What, what? You know, the, the, the grips are moving <laughs> this piece wrangler. of... Exactly. The grips are moving this piece of gear. Uh, the, the camera department is doing these things. The director's not stepping in and doing those things. The actors aren't stepping in and helping. Everybody has their job. Right, right. This group, because of how hard everybody works and because we're friends and because there's so few of us, there's no delineation. Like Chance is saying, something mm-hmm. needs to get done. Somebody steps up and does it. And if, if, if one guy is over here... Recognizes it first. Absolutely. If one guy is over yeah. here shooting something and the other car is sitting still, guarantee you there will be two of the other three people simultaneously thinking, I need to pick up a camera and shoot fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. So I love that. It's, it's, a, it's a, a kind of a blitzkrieg. All, everybody has the same kind of roles on yeah. set, and I love that. And we do, as Edgar said, we do have the ability to play off each other and be like, I think you need to get a shot like that. Anybody can say that to anybody else. I, I, you know, we, we hang on. We didn't get this, and we have to get that. Whatever this is, I don't care who brings it up. What p- part of the day? Invariably, we always walk away with, you know, we should have shot. Yeah, but true, there is true. always everybody's running running around together, and there's something funny that happens to me, and I'm going to just call myself out here because this is weird. Chance has done it to me. Edgar's done it to me. Gavin, when Gavin worked for us, did it to me. Somebody has said <laughs> they have they have reiterated a story to me, and they've said, well, you know, I was I was. Talking about you know, my boss at Everyday Driver the other day, I went, wait, 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 what? <laughs> because I don't think, because it's everybody in my mind is so equal, right. I never think about the fact that at the end of the day, I kind of play boss. Well, I never think about it. It has to do from the directing aspect at, that you're so good at. I mean, you're, you're directing a set, and it comes from that world, the filmmaking world. It and, really does. And not only that, but it's just so much easier to explain it to other people that you're my boss. I mean, we're all great friends. I we're suppose. best friends. But <laughs> it's just easier to say, oh, when I'm shooting, oh, my boss wanted me to do this. Not my best friend wanted me to do this. <laughs> but that's but, just but the thing, like, I'm just right. like, I am not, I'm no one's boss. No, nobody <laughs> works funny. for me. And then I stop and go, oh, actually, you know, Tom's done it to me many times. Yeah. He's like, well, you know, I'm boss. I'm like, whoa, hang on, hang on, whoa, hang on, back of that, back <laughs> that up. Time but then out. I kind of go, yeah, yeah. I, like, I guess, okay, all right. Oh, yeah, yeah, so 
Go ahead. Yeah, Edgar. I mean, you know what? And I think we're, we're we're definitely one of the more efficient um, teams out there as far For as sure. automotive content. Um, I've definitely, I've you know, I've worked with other uh, other people, and then I've also seen other people work at other events that we've been at, and uh, I just think we all just get it done. Like mm-hmm. the whole day, we're just we're on, we're on, we're on, and then it isn't till the end of the day when, when we're off that we're you know kind of more relaxed. But I mean, we we are legitimately just on and focused like for 10 you know sometimes 12 hours and it's because we love what we do mm-hmm. yeah that's true. true you're right and you know it's going to be a good shoot or it has been a good shoot when edgar starts singing a song randomly usually from the 80s he has all the lens caps on him and then he decides he wants a photo in front of the car and he lays down in front of it and says hey would you take my photo <laughs> You know it's been a good day. Well, but beyond day. that, inexplicably, Edgar pulls out <laughs> songs that, frankly, he is not old enough to know all the lyrics to. True. Sings all the lyrics and magically picks only songs that will rotate through your head the entire rest of the day. And somehow, <laughs> Edgar, true. you have a gift. Somehow, you can pass it on to others like a disease, and then you're cured of it. It's not going through yeah. your head anymore. And the rest of us, I want to beat myself against the windshield. That's it's true. the worst thing ever. This is what you friends what? do when we shoot. <laughs> I'm going to put that on my uh, on my resume. Oh, good. Yeah, under, under skills. <laughs> <laughs> is that a skill? Yeah, it's, it's like most actors putting on skills of things they've done once. And I've got a skill for that. Sure you do. The word is retunerating. If a song is reverberating throughout your head and you can't get it out, it is retunerating. At least somebody told me that one time. Anyway, what other questions are on here, guys? What else uh, stuck out at you? Uh, I noticed a lot of uh, crush, track crush or daily drive oh, questions yes. this time. Yes. Uh, I think one of my, my favorites was the, uh, do you track crush or daily a Plymouth, Plymouth Prowler, a PT Cruiser convertible, or Nissan Murano convertible? And this one's just mean. There's, there's no, <laughs> uh, it, it is. But uh, my I wife and I were actually how, talking about this actually. one earlier, and uh, we both agreed that we would track the Prowler, and we would daily the Murano because it's the newer car, and we would tr- crush the PT Cruiser convertible. I mean, I'd love to crush them all, of course, but then... That's the problem. I, I actually like the Prowler myself. Crush them all it, and it take the bus? V8, but I'd, I like the Prowler myself. Commandeer the bus for the track. I'll drive a bus on track before I drive any of those cars. I'll drive an IS. <laughs> well, of course you will. But yeah, the I, the IS is the greatest car. And look, and this is no shade against the IS in general, but the IS is the greatest car in history compared to this list. That's okay? true. Honestly, I'm going to go one step further. The current Camry is a Bugatti compared to this list. Okay, Yikes. so this is a terrible, terrible Yikes. list. I agree. The Prowler should be tracked. The Prowler should be tracked. I think I think I have to embrace the madness and get the teal Murano with the tan top and run it as often as possible, even middle of the winter, top down, and do the whole head nod thing at people at lights. Like, yeah, I'm doing this. I think <laughs> I'd have to go that far. If yeah. only you you're blasting a, Mariah Carey while you're doing it. You have to have a, a backwards hat. <laughs> yeah. Yes, because what I really need is a backwards hat. But you're right. I should, for sure, yeah. Okay, I guess I'll track the Prowler and then I... It's a toss-up between the other two. Oh, it's, it's a complete this disaster. Hal, this is horrible. It's horrible. Well, there's a question on here. There's another one. Edgar, I think you should, um, having uh, lost your S2000 recently, Tyler F. on Twitter has asked the very same thing with all of our cars. <laughs> Usual track so, daily crush. My Cayman, Todd's Lotus, and your S2000. What do you think? I definitely daily the, uh, the Cayman. Thank you. 
Yeah. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> I'm I'm saying it's hard. Yeah, the uh the lo- I mean when I drove that Lotus when we were in uh, Mammoth, it's just nothing nothing compares to it. It feels like you're sitting on the floor, so I definitely tracked that. You'd crush yeah. your own S two thousand. I gotta agree uh, with you. I gotta agree and, and, and it's painful, but I gotta I agree with you. I love the S two thousand. I love the S two thousand, but the Lotus is just it's it's like just better. It's just better. Is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Unless it's like a big track, you know. <laughs> then you could switch off, Cayman, maybe. Then maybe, maybe I'd switch switch off, just because mm. I don't know. The Lotus is is so much smaller and nimbler that I feel like it'd do great on a smaller track, but the big high speed tracks, I don't know. Hmm. Hmm. This is rough. Yeah. I mean, you know me. I'd. I'd. Well, gosh, I I probably daily the Cayman track the Lotus. This is not a surprise. No part no. of me is surprised by this. All right, you go. Oh, I did, I just said, uh, yeah, uh, daily the Cayman track the the Lotus for sure. Okay, all right. For sure. <laughs> daily track and then crush your Lotus for you. <laughs> <laughs> all of the above. No, it's terrible. No, I mean, I, seriously, I'm I'm siding with everybody else on that one. You also have this other one here, Chance. That you've noted the uh, Mitsubishi 3000 GT VR4, the Subaru SVX, and the Nissan 300ZX Turbo track daily crush. Cool. Uh, I think I would track the 300ZX. Daily the three thousand GT and crush the SVX. SVX, we need to drive this car. They were an interesting car. See, that's they? the thing. I because I'm intrigued by that car. Whenever I see one, I think I'm dailying the SVX, and it's probably well, terrible. It's probably <laughs> terrible. But I, but track the turbo if, and daily the SVX. If I'm not mistaken, yeah. I think the SVX was an auto only car. Oh yeah, it was. But yeah. see, that's what makes it perfect for daily duty. True. <laughs> you know. Perfect being a relative term. Oh, yeah, perfect. Perfect in the world where we're driving convertible Muranos. It's right. perfect in that world. It's, a, it's an upgrade. <laughs> okay, so there's so many questions on here. I, I want to jump to Rally Sport Chris on Instagram asking us of the full-length film for 2018, what do we think about getting into grassroots motorsports? Looking at me. And then Markarian501 is asking or saying, you know, they should do a season in this hypothetical 818 that I've been talking about so much. Quite possibly. We do have another Lemons, Dale and Reese. I think you both are listening as well. And well, uh, I think uh, another Lemons is definitely on our calendar for 2018. It is. It is. But keep in mind, we are doing an episode of TV that is about our Lemons experience. Yes, that's coming up. And, and, and to be honest, look, I'll be really candid about it from a filmmaker perspective. Our track pieces – no, 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 I'm going to go further than that. Most people's track pieces – do worse than any of their on-street drives. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Forget us for a second. Watch other people's content. When they have an all-track piece, it does worse. It's just more, much more of a niche piece. So I don't know that doing a season following us doing track stuff really would get – I don't know that it would get a return on investment, honestly. That's, that's my concern. For from hardcore a, from enthusiasts, a viewer, it would be very much there watched would, and consumed. There would be a and, segment of, of our audience that yeah. would like it. There's no question in my mind. But from a, from a volume perspective, that gets the return on investment. But I'm thrilled, having said that, we're doing an episode on lemons. And we have other ideas. I don't want to share them all now. But we have other ideas that are track-related that, that would be – honestly, think of all these under the banner of our pilgrimage film. Mm-hmm. If we can yep. do experiential stuff that is kind of a one-off about a track experience, I'm all for that. I, I, and correct me if I'm wrong, honestly, if you're listening and, and you feel strongly otherwise, I just don't know that a season's worth of info, like an ongoing series, would really be worth the, the effort and would get enough viewership. That's my thinking. Yeah, to your point, Chris and Markarian501, what we're thinking about doing is another 
back-to-back comparison of a long lineage of cars, famous, long time, that would, would get watched because you see and feel the differences and the photography is different because we can go to so many different locations with all these cars. I mean, both you guys have been on our films. You can mix it up for to suit the, I guess, the style or personality of the generations you're driving, which is what we did with both 911 film and Icon for the M3s. But what we're thinking about is another film for 2018 that will do just that rather than simply track footage. It'll appeal to a far more broad audience. And I take your point, but I, I think those would do better for us. And I think it would be more fun and engaging for more people in that sense. All right, so what else have you guys got? Edgar, any uh, other questions that stuck out to you as well? Um, you know what? The one that really stuck out to me was the one that we already answered, was the one about the uh, that we're all you know working with friends. Yeah, I thought um, that was good for all four of us yeah. being on. I thought that was, that was great. Um, all right, guys, what else uh, on your list over here? We've got a ton of questions. Uh, Fable Creative asks, would you rather a hideous car that was more fun to drive than anything in, ex- in existence or a beautiful car that drove like a Prius. So that's a Panamera. You're in it, and everybody else is retching, and you're having fun. Is that what that is? <laughs> it's, it's almost it's almost that converted Ford Model T we saw at Lemons. Oh yes, that was just a total hack job, but was just decimating the field. Yeah, that's what we're true. talking about. They I don't have look, to look at it. I've already proven in my Murano convertible. I'm going to keep coming back to it since we brought it up. The teal. I have. I have no shame. Leather. I don't care what I look like in the car. Can I fit it? Does it drive well? You know, I just that that's that's what wins for sure. Some kind of cheesy music is blasting while you're doing it. Yeah, yeah, I would would agree with that. I mean, yeah, looks are kind of important, but I'd rather enjoy the experience of driving and have something I want to drive than something I want to look at. Agreed, agreed. Well, there's uh, we'll wrap up with a last question here about having guests on the podcast for 2018. I'd love to hear your your thoughts, uh, all of you, as uh, as we come to a close here. But Frank B is asking us on Facebook, who would you like to have as a guest on the podcast in 2018? And I will say. Uh, Billy Johnson is a great fan of the show. Billy, how are you? Thank you for listening and thank you for following the content. Man, Billy is a hot shoe mm-hmm. for GT driver. You've heard us. You've heard us talk about him and his development work on the Ford GT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing guy. I would love to talk more about race car drivers because they've got stories to tell. Mm. I want to hear those, and that's part one. And then part two is I want to talk to people from the tech world and tech industry in Silicon Valley, whether that be tech writers or bloggers or folks that work for the big, huge tech companies that all of us can think of, the Apple, Google, Facebook, okay, all, right. all of those. I want to get their opinion because the rest of us are out here in a, you know what, that car should be fine and run for a long time. And no, it's not the latest tech and it's not autonomous. And, you know, we'll, we'll have it and we'll enjoy it versus Silicon Valley, which all they can talk about is what I find funny, especially with the Detroit show. Everybody is in VR trying to experience the new car. Meanwhile, the whole point of autonomy is to not experience the car. <laughs> it's to sit there yeah. and so not experience ironic. it. So I want to hear from those people this year. That, that's kind of my two, 
you know, racing and, and the, the thrill of driving and then the, the exact opposite. That's where I, my head's at. What do you guys think? Interesting. Well, actually, I would love to get Billy Johnson back on the show, especially if he runs Le Mans again this year. Oh, heck yeah. Because, I mean, how, what a unique experience that is. And, and, and the fact that, that you and I will never do that, <laughs> never going to happen, never going to happen. That yeah. big bucket of money, that, that cash fire I said earlier, that, that, that pales in comparison to our chances to get on lemons. I just I mean, to Sorry. It. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, true. So anyways, I would love to have him on again to talk about all of that. I'd love to actually get a chance to, to drive with him. That, that's actually my dream. Is to do some sort of Holy driving event, moly. including even if it was lemons. Forget Lamar for a second, lemons. And Billy, <laughs> Billy's on our team. What, you, you and I, you and I are going for lunch and coming back in a couple hours while he puts down some laps, and we get to call us, ourselves part of that team. Yeah, I'll get a drink. Exactly. It'll be great. Anyway, so there's that. Uh, he would be great. Um, you know, I would actually like to have some of the other people that do variations of what we do. Okay. Uh, I'd like to get a lot more people that are automotive journalists on the podcast. I'd like to get uh, Jason Camisa on. I'd yeah. like to get Carlos Lago on. Great points. Uh, I'd like to get both of them on. Johnny Lieberman. We've I, I, Johnny Lieberman's one of those people. I bump into him at almost every event, and we talk for five minutes, and he goes his, his way, and I go mine. And after the fact, I'm like, oh, podcast. Yeah, oh, man. we got to get him on. So hopefully we get him on. And also something you and I have talked about, and I, and I hate to say this because we're going to have a bunch of people that send us emails as a result, but I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> I'd love to have a car debate every now and then where we get the person on the phone. Now, that's hard, from a, that's hard from a scheduling perspective. That's, that's why we yeah. haven't done it to yeah. this point. But Let's I'd like to get that. some people on the phone now that we've got our board uh, dialed and actually have mm-hmm. some live conversation about these car debates. We're going to keep doing a lot of them as we do, but get those as well. Well, I'd like to touch on a little bit about uh, what Paul said, and I think um, I think the race car driver would be great, and somebody that I think would be a great choice would be a guy you guys know him as Gabe, oh, who just yeah. recently won the twenty four hours of Dubai. Did he win? They got first place. Holy cow! If you've seen our pilgrimage film, Gabe was our instructor oh. in the nine uh, eleven GT three. And the boy can drive. For, forget long before this Dubai win, which doesn't surprise me. The boy can drive. This is the same yeah. person who, during a Nurburgring twenty four, or maybe no, it was a VLN race. It wasn't the Nurburgring twenty four? It's mm-hmm. a VLN race, which is the kind of the feeder series. Well, it's a it's a year round series of like four hour races on the Nurburgring that leads you to the twenty four hour. He came up into one of the braking zones and had the worst case scenario driver's experience where he put his foot to the floor on the brake with no response and promptly went bumper first into the tire wall. Yeah, yeah. And when we all heard about that, all of us in New Gabe were all horrified. And, of course, he decided to film a little selfie video of himself getting a, getting a sling on his arm in the hospital, and he was classic. Gabe was like, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. It's like, you just hit a tire wall at over 100. What do you mean you're fine? This is Gabe. He's, that's a great one, Edgar. I love it. Yeah. yeah, I saw that the other day. I was like, oh, that's so, you know, it's amazing. Just such a... You know, great experience, and I'm sure he has a lot of insight and, and great stories about it. Oh heck yeah, we got to have him on. It's a great fun. idea. He'd be fun. I think, be, I think it would be cool if we got someone like Ken Block on. I mean, he's local. He's a big name, and mm-hmm. and I mean, we. How long has he been in Park City, and how long have we been here, and we still haven't crossed paths at all? Yeah, well, no that's, kidding. That's the random irony is is the number of people that – this is like our personal Kevin Bacon disaster, honestly, because the number of people we know that know Ken Block, we are one person away from him on like four different counts. Yeah, and it's we've not we've never six had degrees. the chance to be in the same room with the guy. And, yeah. and the thing I would hate, honestly, is – 
I don't want him to be on the podcast because we need Ken Block on the podcast. We're trying to use him, which I'm sure he has a ton of people that come with him trying to get, I need Ken Block because I need the clicks. He, he literally, if Paul drives to my house or I drive to his, we pass his shop. Yeah. Yes. His, his, between kids, our houses. his kids go to the same school as mine. Let's have that conversation <laughs> exactly. because you've got to be kidding. No kidding. But I also think it would be cool to have some of the, the uh, automotive engineers from car manufacturers come on and maybe talk about some of their products mm-hmm. and especially the ones that we love so much. As long as it doesn't turn into an infomercial and yeah, we can take some pot PR. shots at something about right. why did that happen right. yeah. and let them talk about that aspect, whatever we right. talk about. I'm happy to, control, to be refuted. But... I, I'm happy to be wrong. I just Some things when we say, huh, I wonder why they did blank, and we all wonder together and we continue to wonder, let's get the person who decided on that. Yeah. Sometimes it comes down to money. Many times it comes down to money, but you know what I mean. I, I love the idea. Yeah, That's great. Well, guys, uh, thank you so much to all of you listening. And Edgar, Chance, thanks for joining us. Uh, we've been looking forward to doing the state of the show and hearing from you. And Edgar, thanks for joining us from afar. We know it's uh, yeah, fun to call in, and we don't always get to have you, but we really appreciate it and uh, appreciate you being on as well. Thank you, guys. Yeah, thank you. Chance, thanks for coming up. Really appreciate it. And uh, looking forward to a great 2018. And as you can tell, lots going on. We're uh, coming at you this Saturday with episode three on Velocity Channel. That is 7.30 Eastern. Set your DVR if you're uh, Mountain or Pacific Time. Just set your DVR. Or just set I your mean, DVR. There's really, there's really no good reason to be up at 7.30 <laughs> in the morning watching TV. I mean, honestly. So set your a DVR. Magical watch land it, of sleep in. Watch it later when you want to have your coffee or your breakfast or whatever. Many of you actually have sent, sent us photos of here you are with your coffee it's and your great. breakfast with, the, with on the background. I'm like, that's good. Get up at whenever you can get up. Granted, you have kids. You have to deal with that madness first. I get that. But yeah, because <laughs> honestly, I would turn it on in the morning. Even if it's me, my son would be like, you have to watch this, really. I mean, I know he's eight. But he'd be like, really? I don't want to watch this. <laughs> so, yeah, whenever you can watch it, we'd love for you to watch it. Thank you for responding to it and writing to us and telling us about your, your interactions with the show. We really appreciate it. I've realized one way YouTube has spoiled me. Hmm. What's that? One way that I wish everywhere else that you put out media was like YouTube. You can get on YouTube and you can go real time. You can go who's watching and how, what do they well, that's think. True. That's and here's true. the comments and what, how it's the audience and show me the breakdown. And this does not exist in TV. So I'm That's sitting true. here going, That's okay, true. I got to wait. Analytics I got to wait yeah. weeks to get real analytics out of Nielsen. But many of you have responded, so thank you to those of you that have. Appreciate it, guys. Really, really looking forward to uh, to having you join us, and uh, we'll keep it going here. Looking forward to next time. Cheers, everyone. Let me tell you about Pete, who loved hockey and always wanted to play in the NHL. Pete played since he was three and begged his mom to let him stay on the ice. Why, some nights, he even slept in his hockey skates. Pete practiced and practiced until one day. When he was 47, Pete realized he just wasn't that good, so he threw his skates in the trash. But then he heard how Geico, proud partner of the NHL, could save him money on car insurance. So he switched and saved a bunch. So it all worked out. I'm Rita Foley with an AP News Minute. Federal government worker Blake Murray in D.C. says he's pretty much had it with the partial government shutdown. It's pretty demoralizing, um, you know, and I feel like 
kind of a pawn in a political game and totally powerless. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi is asking President Trump to postpone his January 29th State of the Union address, citing security concerns. But Republicans say this is just politics, shutdown politics, a move intended to keep President Trump off the national stage. Going to prison for 20 years, a Tennessee teacher who took a 15-year-old student and ran for weeks. Prosecutor Dan Cochran. I think it's a serious sentence. 20 years is a significant amount of time. He's going to have all that time to think about what he did, the consequences of it. We asked for 30, obviously, but 20 is a very serious sentence, and we feel good about it. An employee and a customer at an IHOP restaurant in Huntsville, Alabama, were killed in a shooting that also injured another employee. I'm Rita Foley.